0: Hello, my name is Mark Taylor and welcome to the Education on Fire podcast. The place for creative and inspiring learning from around the world. Listen to teachers, parents and mentors share how they are supporting children to live their best authentic life and are proving to be a guiding light to us all. Hello, welcome back to the Education on Fire podcast. Great to be back with you as always. and I'm delighted to be able to bring back on to the show Ben Case from Tapestry. Now, Tapestry is an online learning journal used in thousands of primary schools and early year settings. And they've been working with teaching staff at Arundel C of E Primary School for the last two years to support the work they've been doing to encourage pupils to reflect on and talk about their own learning. Now, this has involved using Tapestry's child login feature, which enables children to add their own comments and videos describing their learning. Now, the school has found that the children are becoming better at explaining their learning using more complex language and engaging more fully as active learners. Now, as well as chatting to Ben, I'm joined by Andrew Simpson and he's head teacher at Arundel C of E Primary School. This is a wonderful conversation in terms of how organisations and schools and education are working together to create an environment which is supporting children and teachers in that sort of learning evolution, as it were. Um, But we also talk about a manner of things, including RSE, and how there are sort of added advantages to the technology, which is just supporting children in ways which I think is just moving education into a world which is more supportive as we move forward. So I really hope you enjoy this conversation with Ben and Andrew talking about Tapestry hi Ben and Andrew thank you so much for joining us here on the education on Fire podcast it's always great to have a have a show where there's more than just me and one other person because we get that proper sort of conversational feel going through and also always great to be able to welcome someone back who's been on before and Ben it was great to chat before about tapestry and yeah. um, really looking forward to seeing the work that you're doing and, uh, and and what you've been sort of following up from there so why don't we start with you Ben just give us a very sort of brief recap of tapestry in terms of what you're doing within it and, and how you're sort of working with everybody.
1: Yes. Yeah, so So um, Tapestry is the um, online learning journal and management tool, um, which was built originally for early years, but sort of developed into primary schools and lots of different settings as well um, over the years. And uh, yeah, so it's it's kind of a tool to sort of help with communication, but it's also to help really um, support the sort of practitioners, teachers, uh, everyone to work around the child. Um, And then my role at the, uh, tapestry is part of the education team so there's six of us and then and we work together sort of just keeping an eye on education things and try and get involved in as much as possible
0: fantastic and andrew just give us a, a sense of of your involvement in this i know as a head teacher of a school was tapestry something which was on your radar before was it something that you kind of felt was going to add something to something you're already doing and uh, yeah and, and a little bit of a background about sort of your school in
2: general Okay, so um, I've been a head teacher for over 14 years now at, at Arundel Church of England Primary School. And I've seen many changes in education uh, over periods of time, um, including things like the National, uh, national uh, Curriculum Company in 1988 to more recent changes, in the new Ofsted Framework in 2019. And one of the things I, I found from various researchers, actually, and also listening to your podcast, was that you had an organization called the Big Change who came on once, and they, they quoted some statistics, which was one of the statistics which lives with me was that fact was 65% of people in the UK believe that the education system does not prepare uh, young people for the future. And I thought about this in a bit more depth. I have been thinking about this kind of idea. And Tapestry, to me, works really well with children, young, young children, because it, it's child centred. It allows a child to be creative. It allows them to be innovative in the way they do things. And you can record that. And I've been really fortunate to, be to get a chance to work with Ben and the tapestry team to consider how we can use that in the whole of the primary school um, through such things as child logins. And, and it's and it's been it's uh, revolutionized the the way assessment is done in our school.
0: And I think the thing that I love about that is one, as anyone who's been listening to the show for any amount of time, that idea of child centred learning and education is what we're really mm-hmm. passionate about here. And I think also... Like I say, despite the system and despite the way education maybe currently is set up, when you're coming at it from that sort of child-centered idea, and then you kind of know what you're trying to develop for the sake of the child, it's much better then, isn't it, to sort of say, right now, what are the tools, what's the organizations that we can then get involved in to help us produce that rather than the other way around. And I guess Ben, that's kind of the heart of what it is that you're trying to do.
1: That's it. Yeah, and I think I, was, I again. I've been really lucky to work with Arundel and Andrew um, because when we, the conversations just basically started about how how we could sort of develop a, a partnership and how tapestry could be used to support them in school, and it was just I, I then approached Child Login in a different way. I thought I saw it in a way that I could actually it could be used to support the children's um, and that approach um, and to really get them involved in everything including their sort of part of the assessment process which i know andrew is really passionate about Um, but also to support the the teachers in to make sure that they are supporting the children in all the areas uh, of development they need
0: so andrew take us into what it is that you're able to offer to, for the child login in the way that you're using it for someone who maybe isn't as sort of au fait with it as, as you are on a sort of a regular basis?
2: Okay, so child login, lots of lots of research you read and people like Ken Robinson, who, who talks about creativity in, in the world and what our education system is like, when we start looking at assessment, uh, as a school, and how children are involved with that assessment process, often, when we, one of the things I love about your challenge, it's child-centered, and I think all education, primary education in particular, should be child-centered in its approach, because that's the only way you get the best out of the children, that's how they stay motivated, and they actually understand that learning is, is a constant process, which continues for adulthood, all the time it's a process. So what we looked at was the idea that um, we wanted children to be uh, self-regulating, we wanted children to be motivated to do assessment, not just because a test, but they wanted to be motivated themselves, it became part of the learning process. In other words, what I mean by that is um, assessment is often when it's done to you, not done with you. It's a joint process. And we looked at the idea on research that assessment should be a joint process. You get much more better outcomes for the children, which is very similar to what happens in early years. Actually, mm-hmm. you look at the early years approach, what tabs you use, it's very similar to that. So we wanted a, a process where children um, have a chance to log in and uh, put their own pieces of work up. Now, before that happened, um, obviously you had to do lots of steps before that to get to that stage, which I can talk to you about in a minute, but um, it, the key part of it, the process really for me, the key thing about child login is assessment is then taken out of the hands of the teacher and put in the hands of the child. Obviously with the teacher involved, but then that becomes a self, a motivating factor, it helps you to be self-regulated and it allows them to understand their strengths and weaknesses themselves and improve on those things. Mm-hmm.
0: And I guess that sort of follows on from what you experience in the classroom, isn't it? Because it's that same sense as we're learning together, the sort of being able to sort of have a project-based idea of learning. In as much as I'm not just going to sit here and wait for you to give me the information I need, um, we're yeah. actually going to be learning together. We've got an ongoing pathway of how we're progressing. And this is a, a very natural kind of progression for that, like you say, in, in that particular area as well. And you can start to see how it becomes something which the child would naturally just think well this is an, ov- an obvious step in terms of being able to sort of m- to get across the conversations that we're having already i guess is kind of sort of how i would sort of perceive that to be um ben how, how did the relationship start how did it come come together and, and what were the sort of developments from where tapestry was and how the project sort of progressed
1: so i mean I, i've known andrew uh, many many years um when i was teaching uh, we were part of the same locality um, and we were both involved in the uh, Green Power Goblin Car Challenge, uh, which, uh, which is a, a project for sort of year five six children where they build electric go karts basically and then get to race them. And we kind of got to know each other through there. And then when I joined Tapestry, we we kept in touch, and it, that's just sort of how we, those conversations sort of naturally started. It was sort of. Oh, I I wish there was a a, a way that we could do this. And then I was like, actually, there is something on on tapestry, which could lend itself to that. So we started to explore it together. And it, I think what's, what's made it really work is it's been a a process that has been done slowly to allow it to evolve. Mm -hmm. And it was done with everyone involved. So the teachers were sort of involved, the teaching assistants were involved. Um, SLT, uh, Arundor have all been sort of pushing it and everything. And then also the children have been excited about it. Um, And when I've had a chance to talk to the children, it's just been that that passion that comes from the children, I think, is what's really driving this now.
0: Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) I was chatting to someone the other day and I thought... Uh, sort of encapsulating that is something which is really important, and I and I certainly when, when I'm in schools, every time you see a child skipping down the corridor, I kind of think if you could just encapsulate everything which is amazing about, especially primary education, yeah. in that moment of, of just that kind of I'm excited, I'm free, I'm wanting to learn, and when when that transforms into the into the into the learning experience yeah. as well, then then I think you're onto an absolute absolute winner. Yeah. Um, so Andrew. From that sort of a practical standpoint, how does it work in terms of what the children do? So, so that they log in, is it completely free reign from there? Is uh, is there any sort of steering that goes on in terms of the sorts of feedback, content, and 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 how you're sort of using the platform?
2: Yeah. So, in terms of the practical side of it, one of you, one of the things which we were able to do um, just before the pandemic, we, we all our children have a, a Chromebook each. And we have iPads running. You don't need to have that to do this process, but it, it was obviously helpful. Um, and then we decided that what we had in most schools, their assessment was very much was primary for the core subjects before 2019. Ofsted framework, most schools their, their 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 assessment was based on the core subjects. Um, what we wanted to do is open that up so children. When the 2019 Offset Framework we went to open up so it included the foundation subjects as well and the way we do it now at our school is the children get a chance to, to log in and if they do a piece of work which they're proud of they then can log in on Tapestry and upload it to Tapestry and then the teacher has a chance to check it and see where it, what, where it meets what requirements it meets and then it, then we publish it if it's appropriate and the parents also get a chance to see that. Our children were so excited it was amazing our children were getting so excited because what for the child login, the children are then able to share that work with their parents at home, and that's lovely. And that's a real—you get then buy-in from parents, you get buy-in from children, and they see this. They really love this learning experience.
0: And and I think for me, it, if <laughs> it's, a, it's a long time since I was at school, but, but just that sense of even with um, parents' evenings um, for, for mm. my children, it's that, that there are two sides of it. One, what have you been up to today? Nothing. <laughs> um, not sure I went to school (laughs) all of those kind of (laughs) things that you you get um which I think is sort of fairly commonplace um and, and I love the fact that because you can like you say you can share those experiences it kind of gives you the opportunity for that conversation to be much more natural but also it kind of gives you a starting point um and and also the fact that you're able to do it not you know in I don't know June or July or whenever it may be the end of year parents evening and you get the chance to say oh this is lovely work that you've been doing all year which I had no real mm-hmm. idea about and, and I know things have changed gradually since, since that time but this just really seems like chalk and cheese and the ability to be able to kind of have this these ongoing conversations and ongoing involvement which doesn't have to be a big deal and I think that's the other thing isn't it let me just show you this thing I did here and, and you start to I guess get to see the themes of, of what the passions and, and what your children are really into to in. because i'm assuming that it's those things which they're more likely to want to put up on a regular basis because it's the things that they feel they're confident in and they're able mm. to then to then kind of show
1: uh, if i can just jump in as what i think what really stood out to me though was the children were able to share things in a different way to how they mm. could possibly normally have done so you know it's very common that it would just be written feedback or maybe just a quick conversation with your teacher but actually the children are very confident in recording videos, uh, talking to a camera themselves or just recording audio. And I think they were able to express themselves in a, a, a different way um, and share their enthusiasm that way um, more so than... And, and I know personally, I struggled with the writing side of things, but I could talk and talk and talk. And if I'd had that opportunity, I think I would have probably been able to share a lot more about my learning, and that would have supported me more at school as well.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting because I know oracy is something which is is important, yeah. and, and it's a, a real thing um, that people are talking about at the moment. And I'm guessing that there's that unnatural progression here. I don't know, Andrew, in sort of your experience, you know, the fact that you can use video, the fact that you can have an audio piece of content. That's very different than speaking to someone necessarily face to face or the person next to you. But it's a very sort of natural, modern, and progressive way that we're going to be using this sort of technology and, and actually being part of the world going forward.
2: Yeah, I think and I think what we our timing was very good because obviously, most of the work we did, majority of work was after the pandemic, where people were used to using technology, and we'd, we'd enhanced how we use technology. And it allows, as Ben says, it allows children to be able to express themselves. Now, it's not a coincidence that one of our key targets on our school improvement plan was Oracy, which is alongside tapestry, because tapestry allows you to to engage with parents, It allows children to engage in innovative ways, using technology to enhance that process. And I, and I think that's where in educators, we should use technology far more to allow children to be able to express themselves in what's going to be the modern world. The modern world, we are going to be able to be using these kind of bases to talk about things. And I think
0: also that there's a natural um, support network there, isn't there? Because if if, if a child is used to kind of I'm happy to do this to camera or I'm happy to sort of do this in this way, you can use that well let's practice that to camera but we're also going to have more people in the room or we're going to use it in in that kind of hybrid way in the same way as you might have a live lesson and 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 a recorded lesson it's sort of that like say is sort of the modern norm as it were and i think it it sort of blurs the line enough there for people to get confident in terms of of oracy in in that more traditional way as well
2: it's definitely helped with our our ability because one of the assessment processes we use now since then is like using conferences but children having discussions about learning that. Particular questions and using that as an assessment tool. And that's really helped children begin to develop their conversational skills. Uh, and there are obviously, which obviously, some, there's still gaps where some children didn't get a chance to interact as much as they did previously. So Tabashi has been really helpful using that process.
0: And Ben, in, in terms of, of that sort of uploading process and, and the way it works on the platform, do you, how, how does that look? Do you sort of, choose what areas that you want to do to then upload so i'm going to upload a video so therefore i go to this area if it's audio if it's a piece of work what does that sort of look like
1: yeah so i mean as a child they they log in um so the easiest way i would say is probably using the qr code which is what they use at arundel so the, the children scan their qr code that takes them to their class login and they just select their picture or their their sort of login page they enter their own password and then that takes them to their journal so from there they can sort of review everything that's already been added but they can also then add their own observations and that's where they can choose literally how they upload whatever they want to upload so they can record a video they can record audio they can add a document a photo anything like that and they it all goes up in the same place they push publish and it goes to the teacher to sort of have a look at
0: and Andrew from from your point of view you, you sort of say that they've got sort of quite a, a breadth of being been able to um to publish and, and and share what it is that they've been doing do you have any kind of sort of criteria for having to do certain things in certain ways just so that you can get that sort of broad representation of what they're doing
2: yes we we do encourage um them to 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 any of the foundation subjects, they get opportunities to upload work on there from those from those areas. So you, we try and encourage them to get a certain number of pieces for each area of the curriculum. Um, and I think what the, the best thing about it, and we've had children actually comment on this, is because they have a choice of how they show that understanding, that learning, because they choose the method allows them to be much more motivated and engaged but it's child-centered in its approach because it's about the individual child being able to share with us their knowledge however that's shared it's shared but if they've got that knowledge it's important they're able to have an opportunity to share it so if you've got a dyslexic person for example a child has got dyslexic tendencies it's much easier for them to produce a video to explain their thinking rather than have to write it down and have to, to deal with the learning barriers involved with that and we've allowed that to happen so children get a chance to there's a minimum requirement of how much family pieces of work they had to put up for each foundation subject, but they can do it how they want to do it. And
0: I love that because, I mean, I mean, if we, if we take today as, as a classic example, you know, what we're talking about is, is child-centered learning and being able yeah. to share that and and the development of the child. It happens to be a podcast because I like talking. I like the ability <laughs> to be able to sort of communicate in this way. It could be a blog. It could have been, like you say, an interview which then gets written up. That's just not the thing that I'm, excited about doing so my my yeah. life went into the podcasting world and and I, th- I think it's very easy to sort of think oh but it always needs to look a certain way because it's taken from an audience point of view in that particular way but of course people are then going to listen to the podcast because they like listening and they like that particular way so wherever it is that you have these touch points it is going to be the same in the examples that you're sharing because it's in some ways it's much easier for a parent, I think, just to think, wow, that's a fantastic video that you've just done now. I really enjoyed watching what you managed to do there because you get a different um a different bit of communication and a different way mm. to share that rather than I'm just gonna sit here and read this piece of work. Which like I say maybe the f- is the right way for that child or that particular thing at the time. But having that diversity is something which I think works from the, the, the creative point of view is also sort of the, the, the recipient's point of view as well
1: and I I actually spoke to a, another school recently um, and they were looking to use this to sort of, they, they've got a big push on drama at their school um, and they were going to use it for the children to sort of track or show the progression of their end of year performance so going from their first rehearsals and where it all started and that the children sort of create almost like a diary of how things progressed all the way to that final production so as a parent they could see all the work that went into it not just that polished sort of final piece which i thought was another fantastic thing to look at
0: yeah and i that that just brings to mind it's certainly a conversation i have a lot when i'm teaching um percussion i i often say you 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 probably don't know how it sounds today compared to last week given the the practice that you've done in the meantime because you only know kind of where you are now you know obviously you have i remember i couldn't play any of it and now i can play some of it but those sort of gradual sort of increments of, of, of progression are really important i think because then you realize that it's just the the repetition it's just the I'm going to do something today, even if it doesn't feel like it's making a big difference. Because then over time, like you say, the production period of a p- of drama or learning a piece of music or whatever the academic subject is, you know, I, kn- I know that when you started learning your alphabet, it was difficult. And I'm now pretty sure that you can say it without even thinking about it. But in between there, there was, there was a process. And I think once you start to understand that learning process in whatever the medium happens to be that you're doing you start to think oh yeah i recognize the cycle here of what we're doing this is new this is how i'm learning this is how i'm developing this is how it's progressing and there's going to be improvement and it's going to get easier as i go through and then i think that gives you confidence no matter what subject it is or, or what the material is and mm. um is, is that something andrew that you sort of sort of can rec- recommend but sort of recognize within in some of the things that the children will be learning
2: as well Totally recognise that because what you're talking about is a process. Children understand that learning is a process; it has to, you have to go through various stages to get there. And in today's world, the you know issues with resilience and things like that, it will help with those things that children get to the end process. But it does take time. I think also what it does by showing those videos of different stages, like we use that as well, it allows children to become more engaged in the process it allows them to be motivated because it, they see themselves improving each time it allows them to have some ownership of the learning or whatever they're doing and that's so important in many things in our lives when you get when you have ownership over something you know all of us know as adults we have ownership over what we're doing we often our outcomes are always better and I, and I think it's again it's not being done to it's being done with and we, we done a lot of we read a lot of research about the importance of assessment or any forms of learning when it's a joint venture. And we try and do that with the children. And that's why the QR codes are so brilliant. It have to use QR codes. It makes it so easy. Even the child who struggles with typing things on a QR code, just put the, put the screen up to it. There you are, you're on your, on your page. Yeah. It makes it much easier.
0: And, and another thing that just sprung to mind there was the fact that also, especially when you've got a record of all of these things, it takes away from that kind of, it's only about the final result. Because you know, the final exam, the final performance, um, and from a musician's point of view, I say it all the time, it's live performance. You might drop a stick that something might have never gone wrong at that point before, but it's just one of those days. Um, and of course there's a skill and, and there's a thing about learning how to minimize that mm. and peaking and performance and all that kind of thing. But but the reality is is that if you know that you've done all this work and you can see all of these things that you've done and you can feel the progression, and it might be your final outcome is brilliant. It might be oh it could have been a bit better or it was just one of those things. You don't lose the the benefit of everything you've done that far because you can see it and you can recognize yeah. it and you can share it it's not just well today I got ten out of ten or today it was the best performance ever and, and you sort of negate all the all the stuff leading up to it which like say that process is the most important thing
2: and that's where you're, you you see Tapas users assessment process and what you're talking about is a deeper learning process it's about it's it's deep learning by using Tapas you you're developing a deeper learning process understand and and a way which children will be able to self-regulate. Uh, it helps with their mega cognitive skills. It helps with all those things, and I think it's so such an amazing tool.
0: And I guess the experience of that Ben also then feeds in beyond this as well, because. well I guess there are two things you want to be conscious that you're doing it and you understand why you're doing it but also it becomes part and parcel of your learning experience so as you then move older into into later years or even into work or or however that's going to be we don't know what that's going to look like but I think the feeling and the positive outcome you get from the process means that that's going to help people generally in in Mm -hmm. terms of working together and, and a lot of those skills that we certainly know people are looking out for
1: yeah definitely i think and as andrew said is it's just being part of that process um and looking back to where you began and as you said you, you do remember that time when you couldn't do it um and then you see where you were up to and um, my daughter does a lot of drama and it quite often she she will always say oh yeah i didn't quite get that right in this performance and everything but then we sort of say yeah but you know you did actually it was a much better improvement from where it was before and just sort of getting her to recognize that um, and that's it's that recognition as well i think as you said of the journey
2: and i think mark some of the stuff which we talked about with me and ben talked about early on in this podcast the idea that we when we had we first met we started discussing the idea of why why education sometimes focuses on things like data uh, slt and always focus on data and external people focus on data where actually you know again that big changing i remember another statistic they said 76 percent of people said education should be improved from the grassroots. And this is an example where we've been, Ben a chat about actually, what what do we want assessment to do? We want assessment to become a thing which motivates children. Children learn that assessment, like all learning, is a process, it takes steps to get there. And they will succeed in it, but sometimes some bits are harder than others. But you, you will get there. You just constantly reflect, review and improve what you do. And that's why this, this 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 whole system of tapestry is so effective, because it's allowing children to do that. And I've been as a head teacher now for 14 years, been literally for twenty years, and I've not seen something like this which allows that to happen. Where children child centered learning, where a child is at the heart of that process.
0: And I guess that that element of kind of the reason assessments are done in the way they are is because, like I say, we need the data, it needs to be formalized, it needs to be in a way that people can access. But of course, if you've got all of this stuff in tapestry, and you're able to show all of these things, it's not just I'm saying this because or here's a piece of written work, it, you, you can show a, a real assessment and a real kind of data in in all those different mediums which are just there <laughs> for, yeah. for whatever that happens to be and I guess you're always going to have to pick and choose how that then gets some um, taken out and analyzed mm-hmm. but actually you've got much more data than you ever did and in a much more organic and and like I say a foundational way
1: and that's something yeah. that sorry that's something we've kind of started to work on with Arundel is how they you can use bespoke frameworks so they've developed their curriculums over the years and we're sort of adding it to their tapestry account with them now and they're then able to use that to sort of, if you want, monitor and assess those observations that the teachers are adding and the children are adding. So again, it just brings it all together. And as you say, it's just everything in one place. It's there. So you're not having to sort of say, oh, this book over here, this stuff over here, these files on this computer, those files on that it's all in one place. And
2: it includes the stuff from home as well, which makes it all about the child. And that holistic approach, which is so famous in early is doing well, it in that way allows it to continue through the primary sector which didn't happen before and i think that's really important because most people in education will all, all realize that early years is you know when it's at its best it's an amazing place to be it's, it's exciting it's it's passionate it's great seeing children learning and i think that child-centered approach can be used in, in, a, in a slightly different way but a similar way throughout primary school by these by these child login accounts
0: yeah and, and it certainly should be changed and adapt and evolved partly over the time in terms of the age of the mm. children but just the fact that we know that in two years time or five years time just the world will look slightly different so therefore like you say mm. that evolution is is going to happen and I remember someone chatting to me a little while ago about the whole idea of of actually having exams at all of mm. how important that's going to be going forward, because it's there to show you you've reached this standard. And as we, you know, we've already alluded to, you know, you you reached that standard on that day based on whatever those circumstances were. But whether, you know, as we start to sort of move further into the century, it will be much more that kind of almost like a LinkedIn idea. It's like, I've got these skills. I can demonstrate what these are based on all the things I've recorded and I've got documented. It's based on the fact that you're able to, to support me and be like almost like a live reference because you've been part of my journey and whatever that happens to be. And it just sort of struck me there that this is almost giving you that opportunity, like I say, right from the beginning of your schooling, which could then sort of take you through in, in, into who knows where is, the, is sort of it, all that sort of develops. So tell me, Ben, in terms of what we're looking at going forward, it sounds like this has been a great working partnership and it's also given you the opportunity to sort of be, like say that sort of bespoke idea. Mm. So for other people, coming in uh, are they sort of picking up on sort of the the, the coattails of, of what you've developed here or, or was that sort of bespoke sort of development also something which they can work with as well
1: yes yeah, so it's i think from the conversations i've had with more and more schools um there's a lot of conversations going around the country where people are looking for this kind of thing and the more and more uh, more people i speak to they're sort of thinking actually this is how we can make it work for us and they may not use it exactly the same way as arundel do but i think one of the beauties things of um tapestry is that it allows it to um, be used in a way that you can use it for yourself it does it's the tool that works for you in a way Um, and that's what i'm trying to sort of help other people to to realize and there's lots of things in tapestry which can be tailored so as I said we've got child logging we've got the bespoke frameworks that you can add and um, we've got lots of different little things as well activities which they can use to sort of set things for the children as well
0: and I think the thing I like about that and it's the thing that I certainly come back to in my life more and more and more is that sense of here's what I want to achieve and why I want to do it And let me now find the tools that are out there in a way that I can to make that work for me Um, and like you said that's what I I loved about what you just said there was the fact that it doesn't need to look exactly the same from school to school it's based on our objectives on our children on what their access is whatever that happens to be we can make it work in our way and then it becomes very organic and i guess the, the whole process then becomes um personalized in that way which is great for the school it's also obviously great great for the, for the for the pupils as well um, and Andrew, take me through kind of the future of this is it just a question of using it more is it a question of developing um what you're able to offer and, and how children get involved
2: yeah I think what, what, just so I just reflect what Ben was saying it, it, I think all schools all schools now are in a situation where most schools have their own individual curriculums. An example would be like subjects like history because where schools are located their history curriculum is based around whatever their location is so a place like my school which is in Arundel. It's a very historic town lots of his, his, history around the area so we can base our curriculum around that so our children learn a hands-on approach to, to their place now, with Tapestry, the next stage of that is we need to develop, we, we've been talking to Ben and the team, and that's what's one of the best things about Tapestry, is Tapestry allow you, unlike, although they are quite a big organisation, they still allow you to have that individual touch where you can discuss how you see it improving, and you can give them ideas and you work with those ideas. So one of our ideas is uh, in the early years uh, section, they've got things called areas of concern which are a very easy way to look at something to get a quick picture of how children are doing in certain areas of the early years curriculum. Now, I think we could do something very similar for the foundation subjects. A uh, Visual way the teacher can see it so they can see straight away, actually little George is struggling with their history. We need to do a bit more work with George to help him get there and to help motivate him or encourage him to improve his historic knowledge. So that's one of the areas we're looking at, developing the areas of concern. We also need to further look at ways we can um, use tapestry in in, in more um, in 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 coaching all kinds of aspects as well, which we, we've been thinking about using it in as well.
0: Yeah, no, that re- that really makes sense, and I, and and like we've sort of alluded to already, that kind of progression rather than we've now got everything that we need and we're all set because I think that feeds into what the children feel as well then. It's that kind of, we're we're on this journey, we're on this pathway of, of what's happening and actually as an organisation, whether you know it or not, we're evolving, we're having these conversations, we want to expand into what we're doing, which just again, sort of makes that educational environment that they're in, something which is very natural and something that they're, ex- they're experiencing and that idea of change just being something which is supportive rather than something which you might be concerned about i think is is a really really good good
1: idea and I, so i think as well for me uh, as part of the education team at tapestry it's really useful to keep those conversations with schools and settings because talking to the children gives me ideas of what they're looking for it to get from it as well so if if they're saying oh we don't use this because we can't do this i can then take that back to the development team and sort of say okay this is what they've noticed and." As a team we can then try and solve that problem so i think that working with the schools is is key to sort of this evolving product as well
0: and and in terms of that um like andrew said you know you can speak to somebody despite it being a larger organization you still have those touch points in that sort of personalized connection how is it that you're or not or how and why? I guess you sort of said sort of why it's important, but how how does that work practically? Because we're we're all so used to that sense of oh yeah, I'd love to be able to find out more about this or be involved in this, except it's just a web page or it's Mm. just something and you kind of feel there's a chat box somewhere and I can get some information. But as we know, it's that personalized learning. It's that communication Mm. which often makes the difference to want to be involved Mm. in something or not.
1: And I think, well, I mean, first of all, I don't think Tapestry would be classed as a large organization, if I'm honest. I mean, there's 35 of us in the company um, from product support to the developers and everything. So it relatively speaking, it's quite a small team. And we're all very much part of this Tapestry family. And we all care very much about what Tapestry can do. And one of the reasons we're able to talk to so many settings, settings is because a lot of us are involved in those discussions with the settings. Um, so the product support team, they're, they're always involved with supporting customers you know, they email in and they get that support, but also that helps build those connections with the settings. And then we can sort of lead on. So if someone says, oh, I'm trying to get it to do this. If Tapestry doesn't do that, we can then take that to our development team and then they can sort of add it into the sort of the to-do list. Now the to-do list is very long. I think it's got over 2000 items on it, but actually we do progress through them gradually. (laughs) And (laughs) all, all features that are developed come from, main like mainly from ideas that customers have given us so yeah. i think that's and i guess
0: definitely. that's the essence isn't it? Mm.
1: yeah and i think that's that's really how how tapestry has always been and um, so it was originally developed uh, from the idea of helen and steve as a way to sort of build communication with the parents and it's sort of it's developed from there and it's just always come from okay so what do we need it to do now okay this is what settings need it to do so let's look at doing that
0: and and from a sense of like say in terms of size, I'd say thirty five people is a, a, a team. But in in terms of the reach into schools, give us a, a, an idea of that as well for those that aren't aware.
1: So I mean, it's used in around seventeen thousand settings around the world. Um, There's over a million children uh, registered on the on Tapestry itself, um, and then the relatives. I think I think we're currently well over a million relatives as well who are sort of signed up to it as well um and the the amount of media i think it's some days we're looking at two hundred and fifty thousand observations per day or something like that it's the the numbers are are huge when you look at it like that
0: and and i and i think that's a real sign of the times isn't it in terms of what you're able to offer within a team compared to the reach now because of because of the technology and and the way that it's working is um well one, one, it's, it's amazing on one standpoint, but I think also, again, in terms of sort of bringing that back into the education setting, you could also start to explain that, you know, you have access to all of this and they're sort of learning skills and the understanding of what would be possible. And so when they're old enough to be able to put stuff out into the world in a safer and appropriate way, they kind of have those natural skills to do it anyway. And they, that, that natural reach would be there too.
1: So, I mean, just, I've just checked. So yesterday, 411,000 photos were uploaded to Tapestry. Which yeah. you know is a mind-blowing number of photos per day um, when you yeah. think
0: about it. <laughs> Incredible. Um, and Andrew, just just to finish off, if 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 a school sort of came to you and said, "Look, we're thinking about using this," um, what what would be the the main thing that you you would say to say this is not only the reason we got involved, but how we can see it progressing and what it would be supportive for them.
2: So I, w- I would say that. Schools, one of the key things in education now, one of the key areas which we've already talked about today, is oracy. Oracy is, is a national issue to a certain extent because of what's happened. And we as schools need to improve oracy in what we do. So I would say that what tapestry, what it will bring to your school is you ensure that tapestry is part of a whole process of how you look at learning. And how it, it, it innovates the way you look at learning and the way you look at assessment. And within that, is the, 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 the thread which goes, goes through all of it is oracy and developing that in your school. But you use tapestry as the vehicle which drives that and allows that to develop. Fantastic. And it's child-centered and it's innovative and it's which, which what you want in the world. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, and so, Ben, just tell people where they need to go to, to find out more and, and to get involved.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've, we've got our info site, so it's uh, tapestry.info. And on there, um, we've got case studies. So, one of the case studies is um, Arundel. Um, Andrew has very kindly sort of helped us develop a case study, but it also led us to then, we've got our case studies team, and we're building case studies for lots of different settings. So, no matter what kind of setting you, uh, you are, um the aim is that you'll be able to see all these case studies and say okay so this is similar to my setting uh or school this is how they're using it oh that's a good way and then we can start those conversations with them but yeah so tapestry.info
0: Fantastic. And, and and just to finish off, I think what I really like about that is the fact that you might, you know, they might have heard this conversation today and said, I love the way Arundel are doing it, but it's a little bit different to what I want. So maybe would there be, there'd be lots of things I'd need to do to try and make that work. And that might be difficult. And like I say, if you've got a broad range of case studies and also that ability to have those conversations, you can kind of feel like actually it's a smaller step to make that work yeah. for, for my given setting. And, and I think that's going to be a, a real win. Hmm. Fantastic well thank you both for for being here and chatting to me I I love these conversations when it's a real partnership uh, the big theme of the podcast is community whether it's the, the school and the pupil and the parents and you know businesses or the community at large and I think this is sort of a great example of the way you know we've got schools working with organizations and teams and and just how we're all affecting for the greater good. And, and I think those conversations and that working together is such a, a great a great thing to be able to share. So, yeah, thank you both for being here. Oh, thank
1: you.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening and being part of this wonderful community. With over 300 episodes, I've created 20 resources from guests that have been on the show to help you in your educational journey and those of you involved with young people. Just go to educationonfire.com and you can sign up on the homepage.